is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building, Intercom Studios in the Miracle Mile. Excited about today's show. We got a lot going on today. We got a guest, my boy, Mr. EJ Holland from Rivals.com. He's going to be coming on talking about recruiting. We're going to recap some of the national games of the week from this past week. We got a sleeper of the week, again, out of the state of Texas. And we're going to talk national players of the week. What a close race. A lot of really great performances out there. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to have some high school football, college football, NFL football discussions. Can't wait for that. Looking forward to talking some LSU, some USC. Um, so how about some Ryan Halinski over there in South Carolina? So a lot of great things to talk about. Before we get to all of that, we got to get to our sleeper of the week. It's time for our sit and sleep sleeper of the week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, our Sleeper of the Week this week comes out of the state of Texas, Richmond, Texas, Foster High School. I want to talk about Mr. Anthony Smith, Jr. Now, Anthony Smith, Jr., 6'2", 190-pound outside linebacker, terrific athleticism, great length and quickness off the edge, an excellent uh, coverage guy in special teams. Goes down on kickoffs and punts and absolutely covers the field with his speed, with his length, with his athletic ability. Anthony Smith, Jr., Foster High School, 6'2", 190, a growing and ascending, a kid who's going to be 210 pounds by next year. Probably needs a red shirt year, but he's got a tremendous quickness and speed off the edge. He's an explosive hitter. Um, he's very, very aggressive. I love his awareness for the football, understands how to drop in coverage, reroutes, get under route concepts, and get in the throwing lanes of quarterbacks. Smith Jr., he can blitz. He can fit in a run game. He can also play coverage man-to-man. He's also a smart zone dropper. So, college coaches, I know you're out there listening. Anthony Smith, Jr., 6'2", 190, Foster High School, out in Richmond, Texas. Congratulations, Anthony. You're this week's Transparent Truth, Sleeper of the Week. It's time to move along. So it's time to get to our National Player of the Week Award. National Player of the Week. Hopefully we'll have a sponsorship for this sometime soon, but... Our National Player of the Week this week, um, it, was, it was an extremely close race. Let, let's go over the nominations for this week. So our nominations, we got South Point Catholic running back, five-star Bijan Robinson, 545 yards, six touchdowns, and three quarters of playing ball. Three quarters of playing ball. So Bijan Robinson, 500-plus yards, six touchdowns, and only three quarters. South Point Catholic running back. He's one of the nominees for National Player of the Week. What about Bishop? Um, 
I believe I got this right. Bishops, quarterback, Tyler Buckner. I think I got the school. Maybe I got the school wrong, but Tyler Buckner. Um, how about this? Came close to breaking the California state record for all for all purpose yards in a game. 760 all-purpose yards. He had 465 passing, 295 yards rushing. Again, I'm ranked second all-time in California State history in all-purpose yards in one game. And those numbers are mind-boggling. How do you have almost 300 yards rushing and almost 500 yards passing in one game? Tyler Buckner. T-Buck is what I like to call him. The 2021 quarterback out of the San Diego area went Bonanza on somebody. They get a big win. And then last but not least, my number one player in the country, quarterback Bryce Young out of Modern Day High School in California. 31 of 37 passing, 557 yards, and seven touchdowns on the road in a hostile environment, playing in Arizona where it was 100-plus degrees. So you're on the road. You're in Arizona where it's 100 plus degrees and you're playing a defending state champion. Peoria, Centennial Peoria, defending state champs. You go out there, you give them 557 yards and seven touchdowns and he didn't even finish the game. He was out early in the fourth quarter. Um, Virtuoso performance again by Bryce, my number one player in the country. Argue if you want, choose to be wrong if, if necessary. Nobody's better. Uh, so b- big time game, and to do it against a defending state champion in their backyard is pretty phenomenal. So congratulations to Modern Day, congratulations to Bryce. But, but those are my nominations for Player of the Week, and man, this is a tough, tough deal. But if you have to ask me, I've got to go with Tyler Buckner. I don't even know how you have 300 yards rushing and 465 yards passing in one game. If this was Pop Warner, the parents would all be mad because you had the ball in your hands all game, T-Buck. And even though you threw it, you ran it a ton too. So Tyler Buckner, Transparent Truth, National Player of the Week. You deserve it, man. 760 total yards, second all-time in California State history. And... Um, you know, no, no, no knock on B. John Robinson. He went off, and then of course Bryce Young. What else can you say? He's the best. He's the king of high school football. But Tyler Buckner, um, you know, resetting the record books, at least from second on down, 760 total yards and, and 465 yards passing, 295 yards rushing, and that's just crazy. So uh, let's move along. Those are our National Players of the Week nominees, so congratulations to Tyler Buckner. He deserves that award. Let's get to our national games, our recap of our national games. Excited about this. And I always like to talk about the best teams in the country because they deserve it. Best teams in the country deserve it. And I know my home is here in California, but the best teams in the country reside all over the country. So let's start off with in Duncanville, Texas, Duncanville High School, the uh, state finalist runner-up last year. They go on to a fifth day roll to 59-3 winner over Dallas South Oak Cliff. Roger Daniels had a 99-yard kickoff return. Senior linebacker Paul Pickens had a 42-yard return for a touchdown. And Duncanville cruises to a big win over South Oak Cliff. Uh, they get blown out. So uh, moving along, how about Marietta down in Georgia having a big season early on here? 
Senior quarterback Harrison Bailey, I believe he's a four-year start. He had 270 yards passing. Wide receiver Ricky White, who's a Michigan State commit. Ten catches, 102 yards in the touchdown. Marietta, they improved to, I believe, 3-0 with a 28-9 win over Collins Hill. And uh, Marietta is just trucking along. They're going to be in conversation for national champs if they can get through regular season, through the playoffs, unscathed. So Marietta doing a great job. It's more than just um, Harrison Bailey and Eric Gilbert on that team. They got players all over the field, great athletes. BJ is a great defensive end who's committed to Tennessee as well. And you better look out for Marietta down the stretch. They could sneak up and win and, and sneak a national title from uh, from the rest of the country, actually, from the rest of the country. So that'd be interesting to see. What about modern day? We talked about that. They go on a road, hostile environment, and it's, it's sweltering. I'm sure the devil was somewhere in the stance. It was so hot from what I understand. But modern day, they get it done on the road. They blow up Centennial of Peoria, Arizona, 71 to 21. And from my understanding, it wasn't even that close. Kyron Hudson Ware, a kid who I had spot shot at the beginning of the season, who's going to blow up this year. Three touchdown catches, I believe. Bryce, 550 yards and seven touchdowns. Modern day just blows out Centennial to defend the state champions. So, um, yeah, that happened. And how about Bosco? Bosco romps in the Poly Classic in Vegas at Bishop Gorman High School. Uh, Bosco romps 49-7. Bo Collins, four touchdown receptions. DJ was apparently six for nine with six total touchdowns. Liberty did not put up much of a fight. I know they were dancing um, culturally before the game. And then Bosco danced all over them on the field. So, um, Bosco, too athletic, too big, too fast, too strong. And they romp over Liberty again, 49 to 7. And the game wasn't even that close. All right. So, those are my national recaps. Uh, I don't want to forget. How about this? Bishop Gorman took an L last week versus St. Louis of Hawaii. They come back home. I had them getting upset by Servite, a, a up and coming Servite team with a lot of young talent. But Bishop Gorman gets out to a fast start, I believe 21-0. Servite tries to make a little game of it. Noah Fafita throwing the pill all over the place. But in the end, Gorman was too much for Servite. 42-21, I believe the score was. Friars go down, their first L of the season. And Gorman bounces back from going on the road, losing in Hawaii, coming home, getting a W versus one of the top training league teams here from Southern California. So congratulations to Bishop Gorman bouncing back and uh, Servite. They got to get off the floor and get ready for uh, league play in another week or so. So those are my national game recaps and um, looking forward to having a discussion here a little bit later on in the show, talking some uh, just football just talking ball man i want to talk some ryan helensky ryan helensky big time game this this uh past weekend 24 30 282 yards two touchdowns he did throw an interception but a, a great performance he didn't win sec freshman a week that went to mac corral another southern california born quarterback i thought it probably should have went to helensky at a big time game but corral leads old miss in a w over Arkansas, Arkansas team that's struggling offensively. How about USC with a big 45-20 win over Stanford? Stanford looked very, very pedestrian, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Left a lot to be desired. Then offensively, quarterback David Mills, number one quarterback in the country, consensus. 
number one quarterback in the country three years ago, came in, looked very average on the road in his first start. Um, how about Keaton Slovis, the freshman quarterback at USC, stole the show. 28 of 33, 278 yards, three touchdowns. He looked poised and ready for the prime time and the bright lights. What about LSU's big win? DBU versus DBU. LSU versus Hookham. 45-38, big win for LSU. Quarterback Joe Burrow lit Texas Stadium on fire. Texas Memorial Stadium on fire. 31 to 39, 471 yards, four touchdowns, and uh, he was probably National Player of the Week in every award show or every award given out this past week. Joe Burrow putting himself squarely in the Heisman race with that performance. So uh, DBU versus DBU didn't really kind of turn out that way. I know Sam Ellinger had a big game for Texas. Joe Burrow lit it up, and all the DBs need to sit down, except for Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley Jr., Special cat. Special cat. And um, call me up, man. Find out where I had him rated last year at the end of the year. I've got I've got receipts. I got receipts, baby. Uh, let's talk about it. All right. So South Carolina, Ryan Linsky. Talk, let's talk some USC football. Let's talk some Keaton Slovis. Let's talk some LSU, Texas. Uh, Want to talk some, uh, some Joe Burrow. How about the LSU offense? And... Um, Man, some good stuff, man. Some really, really good stuff. So I'm logging off of uh, Twitter right now. So those of you guys who are following along, please uh, give me a call around 12 p.m. Pacific time. That's 12 p.m. Pacific time. That's 3 p.m. East Coast. That's 2 p.m. Central time. Give me a call. Let's talk some football, college, pro, high school. How about those Dallas Cowboys? They smack up the Giants. What about those New England Patriots? They win by 30 at home versus the Steelers. How about Juju Smith-Schuster? Too busy dancing around making videos, getting locked up as wide receiver one. You thought it was easy, Juju. You thought it was easy to go around and beat CB1s all over the place until Stephon Gilmore smacked you up and handled you like you wasn't nothing out there. You was out there looking nasty. So, um, you know, listen, don't be mad at me. Stephon Gilmore locked you up. You, you got to get right. You talk that smack about A.B. and you want to be, you know, wide receiver one. And you went out there and got the clamp, click, put on you. So, Stephon Gilmore, shout out to you for locking down. Um, what about the Raiders last night? Ooh, I like the way the Raiders look. My boy Ryan Clark. I see you, Ryan. Big Ryan Clark out there at ESPN. Uh, Raiders look good, man. They look really, really good. Receivers with length and athleticism, ball skills, quarterback who understands the offense in total control, setting protection, changing the play at the line of scrimmage. What about the physical running game? Josh Jacobs, who I called number one back in college football early last year. Hey, man, he's he's on the big stage now. And again, he doesn't have a lot of tread on those tires, was not the featured guy at Alabama. He is ready to roll for John Gruden. Reminds you of his days, John Gruden's days back in Tampa when he had when he drafted Carnell Cadillac Williams and he rode Carnell until he couldn't ride him no more. But Josh Jacobs going to pay big dividends for Raider Nation, man. So that was that was a lot of fun. man. How about Deshaun Jackson coming back to Philadelphia and going bananas? On the Washington Redskins and uh, Josh Gore, Josh Norman, Josh Norman, my, ooh, wow, Josh Norman, you got did bad by Deshaun Jackson, like Juju got did bad by Stephon Gilmore. So 
elite players standing out week one in NFL football, emerging players standing out in college football, and then um, in high school ball, I think that the... <clears throat> I think in high school ball, just, you know, the, the, the kids who are proven and have done it before in the past are doing it again, and they're doing it big time, but, you know... Again, congratulations to Tyler Buckner, man. National Player of the Week from the Transparent Troop. So, anyway, Twitter Live, Periscope. I'll see you later, and uh, we'll keep the show moving along here. All right, now we'd like to bring in Rivals.com, their own, newly of the Michigan Beat, Mr. EJ Holland. EJ, it's been a tough morning for you, but I'm glad you're joining the Troop. What's up, big fella? When you travel as much as me, you're bound to have some car issues. So, you know, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy, but uh, I'm excited to talk recruiting and get away from the car stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. We, we all have those issues at some point in time. But let's jump right into recruiting. We want to start off with Makari Page. You've seen a bunch of guys, EJ, but let's start off with Makari Page. Kid, I'm very interested in him for the World Bowl. Let's start off with him and let's go down the list. For sure. Yeah, I uh, got a chance to see Makari Page last weekend. I made my way from Detroit. It was funny because I was supposed to be in Miami seeing that big, you know, Bergen Catholic game against St. Thomas Aquinas. And then, uh, you know, the hurricane came. So I had to find a last minute flight. So I said, why not head out to Detroit? There's a ton of talent out there. And I got to see four games, one of which was West Bloomfield against Oak Park. And uh, Makari Page was just terrific in that game. This is a guy that I saw in 7-on-7 seven seven at Pylon Atlanta in the spring and immediately stood out to me when I was still covering Texas. And, uh, you know, I was like, who's this kid? He's tall, he's long, he's really athletic, he has great ball skills. And he applied that to the field on Friday, or on Friday night, you know, two weeks ago, I guess now. Uh, and he was terrific, man. He displayed those same characteristics. A lot of people, I think, have been down on Makari because of his frame. I mean, this guy can add weight. You, you can't coach his ball skills. You can't teach his length. And he's just so good athletically. You know, Malik Carr on the opposite side, uh, you know, is a freak, a, a wide receiver, kind of a wide receiver tight end hybrid, just a really big target. And uh, he had a 91-yard touchdown. It was called back because of a penalty. Uh, but you could just see his explosiveness. And you know, West Bloomfield had to adjust, so they actually moved Makari to corner, and he shut down Malik Carr the rest of the game and didn't hear his name again. So I just love Malik. I mean, I love uh, Makari's versatility, and the job he did on Malik was outstanding, and uh, I thought he was one of the, the primetime players out there that I saw in Detroit throughout the weekend. Yeah, I mean, Makari, as a young 17-year-old kid, he has nothing but time and, and energy to go out and eat and lift weights and get into a college program. Not sure why people want to back off of him or be unsure about him because of his frame. If he has the length, that means he's going to add that lean muscle. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. I love that type of upside kid, but nevertheless, I digress. You talked a little bit about Malik Carr. He's a Hall of Fame World Bowl All-American. Love him as a kind of a wide receiver, tight end hybrid. What did you see from him in those regards? 
Yeah, Malik, um, you know, it's funny, Malik and Makari played on the same seven-on-seven team, Max X, uh, you know, out there in Detroit. Uh, Like I said, I got to see them at Pylon Atlanta. Um, Curtis Blackwell, who was a former recruiting director at Michigan State, actually, uh, you know, runs that team and runs the Sound Mind, Sound Body organization. So they played on the same team, so I got to watch them in the same tournament, and Malik was easily... Uh, one of the best players there. And then when I saw him in pads, I mean, he's just so impressive physically. There's been a lot of tight end talk, uh, like you said, wide receiver, tight end hybrid. But I don't know. I, I do feel like he can stick at wide receiver. He has underrated speed. I mean, this is a guy that can take a top off the defense. Like I said, he got loose for a 91-yard touchdown. It was called back on, you know, a questionable call. Um, so he definitely has the athletic ability. Like I said, he didn't do much the rest of the game because Makari did a, a nice job blanketing him. And, you know, there's a reason Makari's going to the University of Michigan. So uh, I do feel like Malik has the skills to be a really, really great player. Um, he just has to put it all together. And I'm just intrigued to see how his body turns out. Like, could he end up playing tight end? Sure. Um, but I think he has the tools to stick at wide receiver and, and be a big wide receiver. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a guy I covered when I was at Texas, and, and that was little Jordan Humphrey, uh, who ended up being an all-Big 12 wide receiver and is currently with the New Orleans Saints. So I think Malik Carr has that type of ability. And, you know, if he goes to a program like Purdue, which I think is probably in the lead for him right now, I think you can see him excel at the wide receiver position. But, you know, worst case scenario, you have a really athletic tight end. No question about it. Let's move along. Tell me about about Cornell Wheeler. You got a chance to see him. Let's go. Let's go with him. What do you what you get? Yeah. So another Michigan commit, you know, him and Makari Page are teammates and Wheeler is just a, a really, you know, natural inside backer. And a lot of times in recruiting, that position just gets overlooked. You know, a lot of people are just obsessed with, you know, finding athletic hybrid linebacker safety types uh, that they lose track of finding true inside backers. And that's what Cornel Wheeler is. He's a little undersized at about six one, uh, maybe six two. But, I mean, height isn't really a concern when you're a true inside linebacker, especially when you play the way Wheeler does. I mean, he is a physical uh, guy. He loves to hit. Uh, he fills gaps extremely quickly. Uh, he sifts through blockers. He does a terrific job of reading the offense, commanding the defense. Um, and like I said, the, the thing that stands out to me the most is just how physical he is and how quickly he fills gaps. I talked to Coach Ron Bellamy at West Bloomfield who played running back at Michigan, and he told me, when Wheeler hits you, you feel it. And you definitely do. If you go back and check out my clips from my time in Detroit, you can actually hear the pads pop on the Twitter clips. I mean, like I said, he's just so physical. He's a violent hitter, and, uh, you know, he's not going to get the praise that maybe, uh, you know, a recruit like Makari Page will but he's going to be a multi-year starter at Michigan, in my opinion. No question about it. Tell me about Donovan Edwards. Oh, yeah. So, you know, West Bloomfield's loaded. <laughs> We're just talking yeah. about the entire team. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they are one of the top teams in the state of Michigan for a reason. Uh, Donovan Edwards is, is another talented prospect, uh, four-star running back in the class of 2021, uh, actually a Rivals 100 recruit. Um, this is a guy that I liken to Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers um, in the sense that he's not super flashy, 
but he's a patient runner. He picks up a ton of yards. He can get physical when he wants to. He can be a threat in the receiving game. I mean, he's not a guy that's going to be catching a ton of passes, but when he can, he will. Um, he split out wide, and uh, he can do a lot of things. And like I said, he's such a patient runner. He waits for things to develop, and he moves the chains, similar to Aaron Jones. I mean, it's a, that's not a guy you talk about a lot when you're talking about elite NFL running backs, but when you look at yards per carry, Aaron Jones has one of the highest in the league. And Donovan Edwards, uh, I was just really impressed with how he moved the chains, especially against the defensive front that included Justin Rogers, a five-star guy committed to Kentucky, and Sean Benny, who's a Rivals 250 recruit. So to run against that front and to have the success he did uh, really caught my attention. And he also showed off his ability, his big play ability. I mean, he had a 60-yard touchdown run uh, in the first half as well. So he's not just a guy that you know is a slower guy. He has you know deceptive speed as well. So I just like him overall. Again, he might not get the attention of a guy like Kamar Wheaton, who's a five-star back in the 2021 class and ranked as the number one back in America, but he is a very, very good prospect and a guy that I think can be a multi-year starter uh, wherever he lands and potentially a future NFL guy as well. There's a reason he's a Rivals 100 recruit. And then as far as his recruitment goes, you know, the, the big fish are after him, Michigan, Ohio State in, in his region. He's made some trips down to the SEC. He saw Bama. He saw LSU. I believe he saw Georgia. So um, he's a guy that, you know, we like I said, we might not talk about a ton from a national perspective, um, but he's every bit of deserving of being a, a Rivals 100 recruit. No question about it. You mentioned Rodgers and Benny, Justin Rodgers, Rayshon, Benny. Tell me a little bit about those guys. Yeah, uh, Justin Rodgers, man. I mean, Kentucky's getting a, an instant impact player, and you don't often say that about linemen. When it comes to linemen, it usually takes time for them to develop. Justin Rogers, especially going to a place like Kentucky, can make an impact as a true freshman. Uh, and what's interesting about Rogers is he can make an impact as an offensive guard, but he can also make an impact at defensive tackle. I'm really interested to see where they line him up because he was damn good at both. And it, it's funny because along the same line, you have Rayshon Benny, who can play either position and play it at a high level as well. I mean, he lined up at defensive end, was very productive. Uh, he started at left tackle uh, and was really good there. He, Benny did have some cramps throughout the game, which limited him, but I thought his athletic upside was extremely impressive. Um, Michigan, for example, actually likes him as an offensive guard. So Benny's just a really one of the more versatile uh, linemen in the 2021 class period on, on both sides of the ball. And, and like I said, Justin Rogers, I mean, he's a five-star guy for a reason. And, uh, you know, I'm really intrigued to see uh, where he lines up for Kentucky because he can be a force on either side of the ball. You know, Kentucky is a head-scratcher, not known for bringing in elite recruits, but Rodgers <laughs> made the commitment. Is that commitment going to stick moving forward, EJ, in your opinion? Rodgers' recruitment has been a little bit of a twist and turn recruitment. I could see him sticking at Kentucky. They've invested a ton of time in him. He really loves you know, the fan base there, the coaching staff, the environment. Um, I think it's a school that while they might not pull in the talent of their SEC counterparts like an LSU or a Georgia or a Bama, um, that is a, a school that has a tremendous environment. You can feel that uh, 
that SEC atmosphere there, which is something I feel uh, Rodgers really fell in love with, along with the idea of getting to play immediately. Like I said, going to a place like Kentucky uh, will open doors for him to get time as a freshman as opposed to maybe having to sit at an Alabama or a Georgia. So I think uh, Kentucky did a terrific job of pitching him on fit and the ability to play early. Yeah, no question about it. We got some new commitments. I want to move to Noah Arenze, J.J. Hester, and Antone Harris. Let's go there. Tell me about Noah Arenze and where he committed. Yeah, Noah Arenze committed to OU and Anton Harrison also committed to OU. So uh, big lands for Oklahoma. You know, with OU, they really need to shore up in the trenches and, and they got two really good prospects. And Noah, uh, I believe, is only a composite three-star, um, but he's a, a really interesting rush end. He's a guy that um, you know can get to the quarterback. He's athletic. Uh, and, and I think Oklahoma has done a really good job uh, recruiting in the state of Missouri, specifically the St. Louis Metro. If you recall last cycle, they got Ronnie Perkins, who I thought was one of the uh, you know really elite defensive line prospects in the country, uh, and he you know made an impact as a true freshman for the Sooners. So I think Noah is, is a little more on the underrated side, but he can uh, definitely do a lot of. Uh, of things from a pass rushing standpoint and then Anton Harrison I mean is one of the premier um, offensive tackles in the country I mean he, he has the um, frame to potentially slide inside being uh, more than 320 pounds so he could be a, a big time player at, at guard as well he's a rivals 250 guy I think he I think it was a, a tremendous land for OU to pull him out of the, the DMV area so um, two big lands um, for Oklahoma in the trenches. And then with Mizzou uh, getting J.J. Hester, uh, that was an impressive land. Uh, a lot of people thought he was leaning towards Texas early on, um, and, and he had a lot of schools on him early, um, but Missouri was able to win him over, and I think that's a really good fit for him. Uh, scheme-wise, he's a taller, athletic receiver. I remember when you know, I was on the Texas beat, I watched J.J. Hester's film early on. The Longhorns actually offered him uh, fairly early uh, before they hosted their first junior day, and I really liked what I saw. You can see uh, the potential, and so that's that's a really nice get for the Tigers. You talk about Lincoln Riley. Linked up in OU, they get two big-time commitments, really like Anton Harrison out of the DMV. And what about Coach Odom at Missouri winning some big-time recruiting battles for elite prospects around the region? J.J. Hester makes a commitment to Mizzou, so great job by both coaches. E.J., we appreciate you for jumping on the truth. Go handle your business, man. Take care of yourself. And I'll be seeing you this weekend at St. John Bosco for the uh, Trinity League Showdown. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. It is going to be a show. I need to make a list of recruits because I feel like I'm seeing like 100 recruits in those three games. So it's going to be nuts. Uh, I'm super excited to get out there in Cali. Looking forward to linking up with you, man. We might have to do a live show or something out there because it's going to be a special weekend. Yeah, man, there's no telling what Coach Keith has up his sleeve. But, hey, man, take care of yourself. We'll see you out here on the West Coast real soon. And EJ Holland. Rivals.com. We appreciate you for joining the truth. All right. Thanks, Keith. Welcome to the truth. What's your name? Where you from? 
Oh man, what's happening, man? It's, it's your boy Robert Lamar from Scally Me. What's happening? Robert Lamar, welcome to the truth, man. Glad to have you on the show. What are we talking today, man? Are we talking high school, college, we talking pro, what are we talking today? Oh, we talking high school, man. Huge one on on Saturday, Coach Keith. Modern Day versus St. Francis Academy. No question, man. Modern Day versus St. Francis Academy. Big time game. Some people have it. Number one ranked Modern Day. Number two ranked St. Francis Academy. A lot similar to last year's Modern Day IMG game. What are your thoughts, Robert Lamar, on that game? You know, I was actually just thinking about that game, too. You know, I saw you last year on the sidelines. We were, you know, talking throughout that game. And um, it's, it's basically the same game. I mean, we got a team from the East Coast whose front seven is nasty. Yep. Uh, that, that front line looks like an SEC line <laughs> already, man. So, I mean, they're, they're stacked on front. Modern day got weapons on the outside. It, I think it's going to come down to what we saw last year, creativity. Playbook, man, I think it's going to go down to the wire. And I never bet against Bryce Young. Never. That, that dude, yep. it, it's like we watching a movie with that dude, man. It, it, his, his career has been just legendary. And I think Saturday is probably going to be the cherry on top of that Bryce, Bryce Young era, man. What you think? You know, when you talk creativity, who's more creative with the football than Bryce Young? Nobody. Nobody is. Nobody. Inside or outside the pocket, this kid can do anything with the football in his hand and become a virtuoso point guard and deliver the peel on time and on target. You know, that St. Francis defense, it is nasty. And they've dominated for, you know, 25, 26, 27 straight games. But they're going to get to the modern-day offensive line that's been together for four years, led by who I think is the best offensive lineman in the country, which is Miles Morale. And... They're proven versus big-time SEC prospects and recruits. They did it last year as juniors versus a loaded IMG front. Now as seniors versus a St. Francis Academy team that's coming from 3,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. I think Miles, George Mikey Hahn, Ty Marks, I think those guys get the job done in the trenches. They give Bryce the time he needs and he carves up this St. Francis defense. You know what? I, I agree. And my biggest thing that I want to see is will modern day be able to try to establish any type of run because I feel like their offense has been very vanilla because they're not trying to show too much mm-hmm. leading up until this point. But I, I'm really I'm really eager to see if they can establish some type of run. We know they're going to pass, man. We we know like right. the creativity, right. like James Finley, they're going to get it going. Right. But I want to see if they could like, establish a running mentality, man. So I'm, I'm excited, man. Are you, are you coming through, Keith? Coach Keith? You know what? Uh, you know, you Nine times out of ten, I'm going to be there. I, I'm working on yeah. something special, actually, for that game. I can't let the cat out the bag yet, but I'm working on something Uh-oh. special. But one thing I know for sure... A team with Bryce Young, they're not going to be a run-first team. Of course, we know that. But they're going to pass to set up the run, and they're going to use the pass as run extensions. So you're going to see bubbles. You're going to see hit screens. You're going to see flare screens. They'll use that as an extension of the run game. And then they'll try to pop a couple inside just to keep you honest. But 
you know, ultimately, their objective is to hit you in the middle of the field with crossing routes and to hit you vertical when you try to bring pressure. And Bryce uses his anticipation, his touch, and his accuracy to drop the ball in the bucket 30, 40, 50 yards downfield. Absolutely. So, Robert Lamar, yeah, I, I appreciate you, I big appreciate dog. You, coach. No question. I appreciate you for calling in. Thank you for being uh, a listener to the show. Thank you for uh, always, uh, you know, showing love. I appreciate that. Scotty me. Shout out, Scotty me. Appreciate you, coach. No doubt about Thank it. Thank you later. All right. Welcome to the truth. State your name. Where you from? Jay from Studio City. Jay from Studio City. You back, man? How's everything going? All right, Coach. How are you, Coach? I'm doing all right, man. We in here. We talking ball. We talking high school, college, professional. What's on your mind today? Well, what we talked about last week about Keenan Slovis. Was he an imposter or the real deal? And we discussed if he wore like eight or nine games, what direction SC would be in. I want to know uh, your take on that. Or can they win eight or nine games? Or can they beat Notre Dame? Or what's the projection from this kid? Because he looked pretty good to me. He had, he had a really good first start. Okay, let's start there. Really good first start, showed a lot of different things, but everybody needs to kind of pump their brakes a little bit. This is a quarterback-friendly offense. Stanford was not prepared for what USC was bringing to the table in terms of you know, their air raid offense. Stanford was not ready for that. Okay, A lot of open guys, a lot of open windows, not very tight coverage. So now that somebody, some teams have some film on him, have more film on the offense and how USC – is, is using their playmakers, I think people will make adjustments. I still believe USC is probably an eight-win team, seven to eight-win team. I don't see them going 12-0, 13-0, or, or, or 12-1. I think they're eight, maybe nine, possibly seven. Eight wins sounds about right for me, but no question, the kid looked good. And I talked about it in, in, in my preseason report. He was the guy I came away with, impressed with. Keaton Slovis, quarterback out of Arizona, three-star kid coming out of high school, but can really throw the pill, understands the game from the quarterback position. Do you think he beats Notre Dame, Coach? That's a good question. This Notre Dame team is good. Um, And I think it comes down to quarterback play. Notre Dame's quarterback, Ian Book, has been a little inconsistent at times in his college career. But I love Notre Dame's offensive line. They're physical. They punish people well at the point. They've got really good running backs who run hard, and they've got breakaway speed at the third level. So I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks being able to make a play on third down, get out the pocket. I think Notre Dame wins that game, but I think it's a good game. I think it's a really good game. All right, thank you, Coach. All right, thanks for calling. All right, now I want to get to our one to watch. Our one to watch before we close the show I got a chance to see uh, Los Alamitos JV team, and um, there was a receiver. There was a receiver who really stood out. Um, he was probably the most dynamic athlete on the field. He was a natural ball catcher. He was a very good uh, run-after-the-catch guy, made moves, made people miss. He was just a, a very good athlete. And mark it down right now, Jordan Castro in the 2023 class, Los Alamitos High School. He's going to be a big-time player. Major D1 guy, big-time player, 2023, Jordan Castro. He plays receiver. He can catch. He can run. He can run routes. Um, he, he grew up you know, playing in the, the youth level, who was really good from what I hear. And then when I, I saw him one time make a couple catches, and I knew he had the juice. So Jordan Castro, Los Alamillos, 23-23. 
you, my friend, are one to watch. College coaches, you know I know. (laughs) You better get on now or get left behind later. Anyways, it's time to wrap this baby up. We appreciate you guys. We, I appreciate you guys for joining the truth today. It was a good show. I appreciate EJ from Rivals coming on. Uh, National game recap, national players of the week, one to watch. And, uh, you know, of course, we had our, you know, our calls talking South Carolina football, Ryan Helensky, USC, LSU, Texas. So I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll uh, be looking forward to you listening on Friday as we'll have Zach Puff, Max Preps on. Puff Daddy himself, Puff Puff Pass. He'll be joining the truth to break down the nation's top games this coming Friday. And best believe you got some elite matchups. You have some very, very good games, player to player, coach to coach. Very excited to see modern day St. Francis. Somebody's win streak is going to stop. I think it's going to be the team from the right coast. We'll see. We'll break it all down here with Zach Puff and Max Preps on Friday. Thank you so much. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.